Welcome to ZFG. I'm Krista along with Freddie and remoting in is Carson Remo Block. Yeah, Carson, good to see you. It looks like uh, the backdrop there reminds me of <laughs> Ben Axler dropping a short report on Yahoo Finance. It, <laughs> Where, where are you? Where are you? Yeah, I'm like, are you ripping on my daughter's room here? You know, like... <laughs> That's exactly what he's doing. Uh, anyways, how is sunny California? Are you there on, uh, are you there on Skittles business? <laughs> That's right, yeah. Getting the smuggling network ready just in case. Um, which they probably will ban it. I mean, there's a, yeah. Uh, just, you know, more retarded shit in California since I've been here. Um, you know, just the headlines about proposed laws. I mean, I, I can't even remember these things because they're so ridiculous. But yes, there's been some new stuff since the, the Skittles proposed law. Like there's actually, so there's this latest thing that I became aware of. Uh, it's a an proposed amendment to the existing family uh, law code that if uh, in divorce court, <clears throat> if a parent does not, um, does not recognize the gender identity of child, you know, like a minor child, then, doesn't the, judge, recognize? then yeah. the judge, the judge is supposed to weigh that heavily against uh, that parent uh, having joint custody. So, um, you know, that's, that's proposed. You know, it, it's in the it's in the uh, assembly right now. Um, probably will become law. So, uh, yeah, man, um, I don't know. I think we're going to be, uh, you know, we can smuggle Skittles in to California and maybe smuggle minor children out. Um, you know, it's uh, we don't have to deadhead. I'm pretty encouraged. Yeah, I, I look forward to the defense when we get caught doing that. Um... Being like, no, 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 please don't focus on the minor children stuff. We're not pedos. We weren't trying to get accounts at one of those large banks. Um, anyways. <laughs> that shall remain nameless counterparty. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, speaking of pedos. <laughs> well, spe speaking of like minor children, um, I was in California with you last week and... Um, We've hatched another phenomenal business plan. So yeah, so I was in California with you the other week, and I think we've hatched one of our better and and more practical business ideas. Now I am working on the prototype. Hang on. Hang on. That implies that some of these other business ideas are actually impractical, and I take significant issue with that. They are all practical. I think Puber actually would have been. Puba's going to be a Probably. smash hit. Absolutely. Smash hit. Yeah. I, I'll tell you the one that we struggled with over the years. Um, you know, as people know who have built platforms, it's always hard to get kind of good traction on buyers and sellers to a marketplace. So mm -hmm. the um, organ donation platform <laughs> that we had going, which, you know, primarily organs from China where they actually harvest them and <laughs> buyers in countries that can afford it, mostly the U.S., we did have some uh, we did have some issue with the traction there, and truth yeah, be told, we were going to do what they would do in China. We just replace all the organs that, okay. from humans with animal organs and try and pass them off anyway. It's China. Exactly. Uh, 
Um, yes, eBay for human organs. I mean, I, I don't know why that hasn't happened. Taken yeah. off. Yeah, but but, but this anyway. is a good one. Um, yeah, I don't know what it is. Tell me. So tell us. Both my wife and Carson are concerned by my lack of use of a helmet when I take my my little electric scooter to work. So now am I've, I. So are you. Now, one thing I pointed out to my wife is, you know, if God forbid I do get into an accident, I'm not so, so sure that I want to be like completely waist down, fucked up. Head's great. <laughs> like, you know, oh, I totally know that like everything else is broken into a million pieces. You're never going to be able to walk again. Right. And then, real ticket still. and then it goes further. And I was like, look, at the end of the day, I don't have kids. You know, mm. beholden to my wife, pretty sure she's got like most of the money earmarked from uh, my will anyway. It's probably going on like high end flip flops <laughs> and stuff. And I was like, so who's really missing out here? My wife, my parents, few of you guys, maybe, maybe not. Um, yeah. But, um, you know, if you were a mother, so. Well, hang on, hang on, hang on. So then, so like, this is all in the background. Yes. And then a few weeks ago, my wife and I go over to your house. Mm -hmm. Have dinner, and yeah, I guess my wife had a little bit too much. I was much. like, "Was there drinking involved?" I mean, people need to <laughs> well, know that a little listen, bit. Listen, hang on. Let me let me tell you the facts, and then you guess whether there was drinking okay. involved. As we as we get to the door to leave, um, my wife is she's wearing a black and white dress. This is important in a second. Her zebra like, dress. She's evidently trying to put on a shoe at the door. And she just falls straight backwards onto the floor, legs in the air. <laughs> like a fucking tranquilized zebra, basically. Flailing. <laughs> okay. Was there alcohol involved or not? <laughs> I'm going to say yes. Yeah. That's the, you know, 98% yeah. probability. Yes. So there was alcohol involved. And that was the inspiration for the business built right. on the product. So oh. what we're thinking is... You're a woman, you want to go out, you can't drink as much as a typical man, certainly not a typical English man, and yet you still want to be a part of the environment, so you keep drinking. And you have kids, and you're worried. And you have kids. Yeah. So if you were to go out, get fucked up, fall, hit your head, you're leaving those two kids behind without a, you know, parent. Yeah. And like, I mean, can you imagine? Or you're leaving the fucking alone? father with no. leaving yeah, the father to raise yeah. two That's kids, which is um, even worse. Right. Thinking. So, you so what definitely... we're thinking is drinking helmets. Okay. For moms that like to get fucking sourced. Okay. So. But you they got... already have this on the market. A drinking helmet? Yes. Oh, shut the fuck. What do you mean they already have this on I've the seen it. I swear really? to God. I have to, I, I really have to Google it. Like I a hard, like a, a bike A hard helmet. hat, yes. With like a, uh, yeah, with a thing attached for. But, but, but is it aimed at fraternity bros or at mothers? I've only seen women wear it. Hmm. Was this in Palm Springs the other week? No. <laughs> <laughs> this was in my house, in my bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I swear to God. This already exists? I, I swear I've seen this. I don't like, I swear, I'm gonna, I, uh, I'm sorry to burst your bubble. Maybe we oh, should go to man. I mean, well, we, you know, look, there are lots of yoga pants out there, but Lululemon is a brand. Like, we're gonna be the Lululemon of mother's drinking helmets. 
That's true. Okay, now you're now you're talking again. I'm gonna have to cancel the prototype. How is this? Listen, I just off the top of my head. How is this for a name brand? Toasted Zebra. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, I think that's very catchy. I kind of like that. I like it. Shit hot. Yeah. Shit hot, right? Yeah. Yeah. Actually. Call the pooper. It's shit hot, baby. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Okay, you know, we're going to have to get on our bikes here on this because yeah. if there's already a competitor in the market, we don't want to hang around. And now we're giving them all this free publicity with yeah. all our Fuck. 8 to 12 viewers. Shit, people are going to be rushing out next week to buy the already existing product. Yeah. Uh, uh, hang on. I think there will be more viewers. I mean, also because like I kind of promised today on Twitter that we'd be discussing the joy of this week, which is <gasps> the, the takeover bid by uh, Novartis of Chinook. So yeah. as, you know, people are like, oh, what do you have to say about that? <laughs> like, oh, uh, tune in to zeros and zero fucks given. So, so we'll have more than our usual eight to 10 viewers. Um, I think we'll <laughs> actually have a number of 20. viewers, most of whom think, you know, will fucking hate us and want to see us miserable. <laughs> So, um, too bad for yeah. you. We're going to make so much. We're going to make absolute fuck you money with toasted zebra. Mother's <laughs> this won't matter. Fucking Chinook doesn't matter. Chinook, what's... So, yeah, we, we should talk about how, how the day started. Uh, Monday morning. Um, it's about, I, th- I think it's yeah, around what time? five something. I uh, thought you said 4.30 to me. I don't know. It's, it's blurry at that you time. You called me about 3.30 my time. Yeah. Uh, that's, um, that's... Yeah. You know, phone's got like a couple messages from brokers, like calls from New York numbers. I'm thinking, this isn't going to be good. <laughs> no one calls you for good news. That's, that's what I've learned. And uh, they're like, you know, get through to some music. Hey, did you see the news? I'm thinking, the FBI outside my house right now, live streaming. Am I on cops? <laughs> um, and. Uh, <laughs> It turns out they're like, no, Chinook, I'm thinking like, oh, like, I'm praying like multiple patient deaths or something. Wasn't that. It's like, a, you know, 60 something percent premium. Stocks like literally trading like flat on that. There's like a, a CVR as well, which is worth four bucks. Something like, oh, is it going to like, people going to price that in at some amount? So like, I'm, I'm thinking like pre-market stocks at 40. And I got to tell you. When like, you know, started trading. So I phone Carson, I'm like, hey, this sucks. He's like, yep, this sucks. <laughs> Not a lot to do here. Um, but as it started trading and people picked up on this potential FTC issue because Novartis has drugs in a similar class and it doesn't trade right at the takeout price, I'm being like, oh, see, it's not quite so bad. And, uh, you know, there's just this weird thing with we've had kind of periods of performance where, like, you know, just the market has relentlessly been grinding higher from, like, months on end and and hedges aren't really working. And, you know, like GSX, where just every fucking morning, even though you knew it was a fraud, you just came in pre-market, you'd see, like, stock up A, it would open, like, straight up, up 12, and you're just like, ugh. Like you have this like 
guttural feeling in your stomach and it is miserable. And this was kind of like quick, extremely painful, short-lived. And you're kind of like, all right, well, you know, we got really unlucky. Big Pharma's done some pretty dumb stuff before. This may be that, maybe it isn't, and they know something we don't. Okay, like I can kind of live with that pain and move on. It's, you know, not something like I'm pleased about, but it's just bizarrely a much easier thing to kind of focus on the next thing and get back to doing what we do and revisit why it was maybe not a good target. But um, I don't know, my perspective is it's, it's kind of much easier to kind of just focus on the next thing than when we've had like the GSX thing, which was just grindingly painful for months on end. I mean, my perspective is, was it was 3.30 in the morning. I wasn't gonna be able to get back to sleep without a shag. It was too early to wake my wife for a shag. It just kind of sucked. Just lying there for several hours thinking about that motherfucker. Um, you know, and I guess the, the enlightenment that came upon me um, is that, yeah, another example of big companies doing dumb shit with their money. I mean, I'm sure this was well down the, you know, they, they, they'd been working on this for a while before we came out with our report. So at Novartis, there were people who were emotionally and professionally invested in this thing. Um, pretty hard to, I'm sure, re, you know, say, oh, you know, like we looked at all this data, but, you know, these fucking short sellers, yeah, they were the ones who picked this up. I mean, I think from a professional, from a career standpoint, there's no upside to doing that. I mean, especially when you're talking a development stage drug company. So you have a few years of runway here before this shit blows up. And so you were the, you know, relevant person here. You're going to probably going to be at another pharma company by the time it does blow up. And in the meantime, you put on your CV, Hey, you know, identified and led three and a half billion dollar acquisition. It's kind of like these allocators who allocate to private equity. Like that doesn't have the marks are bullshit and it doesn't actually go well doesn't really matter because you're going to be in a different chair by then anyway. So I kind of put it in a similar bucket. Um, <clears throat> now, look, you know, is there, a, is there a chance that we're wrong? This thing gets approval. I mean, yeah, there's always that chance, but I mean, this is, I don't know. I mean, you know, I feel highly confident based on the work that we did. And obviously we went outside of just our own expertise. You know, we did involve, professionals in, you know, in the biotech space uh, to help us with this, you know, with our analysis. And based on that, it's not efficacious, it's not safe, and therefore it doesn't get approved. So, um, but yeah, um, but if you've tuned in um, because you want to see, you want to experience schadenfreude, like, look, man, you, you were long this thing, congratulations, right? Like, you know, scoreboard says you won, we lost. So, Enjoy it. And, um, you know, when I get the chance to touch down dance in your fucking face, I will too. So that's, that's just how it goes. But enjoy. Like, I, I get it, you know. Touchdown dance away. You know who else is touchdown dancing this week? Who? All the dudes who took Saudi money from, from LIV Golf. 
Oh, yeah. So, the PGA Tour yep. has merged with uh, the murderous Saudi regime. Um, I don't really care for golf. I, I find it boring. I know you've just gotten back into it. Um, it's just not for me. Um, I'm me with Winston Churchill. It's the perfect way to spoil a morning's walk. He also said some interesting stuff about Gandhi, if you fancy reading a bit more about the dude, but I'll, I'll leave that for off air. Um, but um, yeah, LAB Golf, um, who was the uh, Saudi-funded kind of breakaway tour that threw massive amounts of cash at a bunch of players to get them to defect, um, merged with the PGA. And um, I think it's pretty fucking gross. The PGA did this. Yeah, well, the, I mean, slight technicality. They announced the merger. I don't think the merger is That's final true. yet. But uh, yeah, no, I mean, when, you know, the capital L-I-V, you know, my my kind of sardonic joke about it when that tour first came out is, oh, I guess those are the new Roman numerals for 9-11. Um, <laughs> You know, it's it's fucking disgusting. Like the you know the the Saudi government. I mean, these are some absolutely some of the worst people in the in the world. I mean, you know, calling them murderous doesn't really do them justice. You know, lots you know lots of people are murderous. I mean, they do it as an art form. You know, the way that Putin used to do before he you know had to start having his bodyguards guard his fucking shit because he's too sick to actually think of creative ways to kill people instead of just the old you know falling out the window trick. I mean, the Saudis are, the Saudis are really the, you know, they are, I think, ranked number one in, in the world right now in terms of joy that they experience in killing people, especially political dissidents, the um, artistry with which they do it and the creativity. And I don't know, you know, like Brooks Kepka, fuck you, <laughs> you know, like yeah. you're the number one golfer in the world, but I don't think you should be with the number one fucking killers in the world. But, you know, this is kind of the world that we fashion, right? Where um, only thing that matters is, is money. And if you have enough of it, um, you know, your sins get overlooked. If you don't have enough of it and you do something slightly unpopular, like short selling, um, <laughs> you know, you get locked out. Like, you know, we're behind the velvet rope. The fucking Saudis are buying the velvet rope, you know, and the investment banks are all in the, you know, inside the velvet rope. So that's, yeah, you know, that's the pecking no, order it, of the it, world. It sucks. The harness is inside the velvet rope now too, those bitches. Yes. Well, so what I didn't realize was uh, I think the chairman of the PGA was the guy whose bank, was it Sando O'Neill? Um, or uh, I can't remember the, the name of the bank. Um, he was on the golf course, apparently. They, they had like a significant number of employees in one of the towers. Um, I'll need to go back and, and find the name of the wow. bank. That, that, I mean, like, was, it, was it Cantor or? Uh, no, it wasn't Cantor. Okay. It was. Um, yeah, I, th I think you're right. Cantor. Sandler O'Neill. Sandler O'Neill, I, th I yeah. think, was the bank. And uh, he and he had previously invoked kind of, you know, imagery of that and you know kind of really kind of hopped on that as like a reason to kind of push this off obviously like you know the cash is now cool and he's like well it wasn't the saudis that were involved it was just another group of saudis so yeah like 
really, really fucked up. I mean, what also kind of sucks is apparently there was a Trump tweet out there. Right. MB- MBS's role in the planning was done in crayon. OK, like, <laughs> you know, you have to understand, you know, he didn't actually put like type it up. Yep. No, and, and apparently there's a like a Trump tweet from like a year or so ago just being like, look, guys, this is how this shit's going to go down. They're going to like roll over. They'll take the money. It's done. And like, I got to tell you, man, that guy sometimes really gets how the world works. <laughs> Well, he's he's a byproduct of yeah you know, the world in that sense. Okay. Okay. More pleasant news, Kristen. Number three. I know you're excited about this one. Why am I excited about Fraser pairing the horse? <laughs> <laughs> That's what you wrote. <laughs> this is breaking news. Zero. <laughs> like you're hearing this first on zeros. This is big, big, big time breaking news. And I wish we had Soren on. To break mm. it, because he's the one who found it. So Sarah, yep. Soren Andal deserves the credit for discovering. In all seriousness, in Germany, there is a racehorse, a thoroughbred, I believe, not that I really know what that means, named Fraser Pering. Pering. Named Fraser Pering, after the short seller of Viceroy Research. So <laughs> Soren did attempt um, to go undercover and un- figure out what the backstory and figure out what the backstory is. So he he posed as a potential buyer, and you know the email that came back to him was like True full story. of discussions of the lineage and the different competitions, and you know this is a great horse; it's going to be a champion. Um, so unfortunately, Soren didn't know enough about horse horses to bullshit his way through <laughs> to really get the. I mean, the backstory. It was just, oh, they, you know, this is written by a woman. She said, oh, my partner and I were ec- stu- economic oh students and and we felt that this name is just a really good name. I don't know, man. Like, really? Like, no connection fun. to Wirecard? Like, nobody, you know, nobody yeah. who was, who was in, you know, involved in the Wirecard fraud, like, kind of taking the piss here and like naming a three-legged horse after Frazier or was it Frazier <laughs> or was it the insane and jealous failed former short seller who also owns a, a horse farm, which is located in the exact same place down the road. Oh, really? Right now as, the, as the Mark Cahotis Institute for Lap Band Surgery Acceptance. Um, you know, the <laughs> property. But, but yeah, like who was it? I, I, you know, like this is, it's so tantalizing, you know, it's just, you know, a bizarre story that involves a bizarre horse named after a bizarre person. Like I just, yeah. So, um, yeah, we, yeah, we inquired like the cost of buying and maintaining the horse. It was, it was well beyond what we were interested in paying. So we, we are potentially in the market for a donkey that comes with naming rights. <laughs> Well, well, so so, the, so there was the idea that we could acquire this horse, <laughs> enter it into races, but have it just like get disqualified by automatically cheating, like just you know cutting across <laughs> the infield right after the start. <laughs> but again, like, how do you maintain it? And you know, and I was pretty clear with the with the other guys who are you know involved in this discussion that 
like, I don't want to buy this thing and then just leave it next to the <laughs> Autobahn, you know, to fend for its life. Like, you know, that's not right. Like, you gotta no, it isn't. It is it's not right. Cool, you know, and I, I don't want to, I don't want to send it right to the glue factory either. So, you know, it, it's kind of a conundrum, right? You know, if you, uh, if you really didn't give a shit, I guess you could have had some fun with this one. But, um, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't think any of us wants to. the best of you go there okay um moving on um facebook oh instagram being a magnet for pedophiles say it ain't so yeah. no yeah. this is breaking news too so you sent the me this. thing about this that i found really interesting is not that it was a magnet for pedophiles is that they had this code so oh yeah like that for me was what was kind of really interesting because if you take for example like finance and there's all this like slang and kind of people refer to like a million dollars as a buck or a billion dollars as a yard like you you know you sort of pick these things up like being around an office and then like you know you, you ask sense. like sorry what does he mean like you know i'll, I'll have like four bucks of that it's like what's four million dollars right. okay got it so this code was like pizza right right one was like one was pizza, pizza. i can't remember it was like to do with the cheese or something like yeah. a cheese pizza cheese pizza Dude, i mean so like <laughs> Once again, the data point suggesting that that whole Pizzagate thing maybe wasn't that <laughs> and, and then there was like all this like, code around there. And I was just like, who developed the code? You know, did you first go to like the pedo convention and then you hear a guy being like, oh, I'll grab a slice. He's like, pizza. He's like, no, it means a young boy. And you're like, oh, cool. Slice, young boy. Like, how did the code, did it just grow online? To be fair to Facebook, like, how the fuck were they supposed to know that, like, everyone having, like, a cheese pizza emoji was, like, Was it, was it know, pizza and a goat? I mean, it was something Pizza weird. to go or something, yeah. yeah. So, I, I'm not saying... So, the bit that was really toxic was when, like, you know, these, these like, little emojis were basically, like, trying to, like, code you to go to these really fucked up accounts, which were very obviously, like, child porn accounts... So it was like, why didn't they shut down the really hardcore child porn accounts? But the the code bit, I thought, was yeah, kind I mean, of hard that, to crack. It's... Unless Facebook goes out there, hires some undercover pedos, like, you know, guys who have served time, pedo recovery, you go and work <laughs> at Facebook for a little bit so they can help them catch them before the code gets too bad. No, but it was supposed to be like Instagram's own algorithms were promoting pedophile content to other pedos. I mean, again, anybody shocked? No. Well, you were. It's probably, it's probably how they beat earnings last quarter. They just like turn up the, the hate spigot on the pedo stuff and they're like all getting all these new users who are high value. The, the question is, whose ads get best matched up with those algos then. <laughs> that's, that's so true. Yeah. Probably Novartis. <laughs> Novartis. Uh, what's that stock with the naked shorts? MMLP. Uh, MMTLP. MMTLP. Yeah. yeah. Probably, probably those two. 
That would be my assumption. Okay, okay. well, that's cheery. And, and yeah, well, the next, I got to tell you, the next topic's not exactly sunshines and rainbows. <laughs> but oh. So many people, but so many people MW's tune in new. to be cheered up. Yeah, hit it, Krista. MW's new UK fund. Ah, yes. Ah, yes. No, I, I, I don't know why I didn't see it before. I mean, fucking British guy right there. Like, why didn't you say shit <laughs> all these years? But so re <laughs> re reading the um, reading the FT's in-depth uh, investigative piece into a London-based hedge fund manager named Crispin Odie, whose firm is called Odie Asset Management, um, was really interesting. I mean... Look, we, and we've actually joked about him on ZFG in the past, obliquely. Like when we had Hugh Hendry on, I made reference to you know, London-based macro managers uh, who go out and get absolutely shit-canned at lunch. And he knew exactly who I was talking about. Like this dude. So I, I love the FT. It talks about how he frequently would return from lengthy lunches, you know, flushed in the cheeks and sweaty. Um everything that, you know, um, a receptionist wants from a, a man who's about to, you know, hit on her. Um, <laughs> so anyway, yeah, the guy, guys, you know, turns out he's a pervo and he's very handsy and like, there's some genuinely like very fucked up shit that he did. So, you know, they've kicked him out of his firm, but the thing that was really interesting and I think where there's, there's a strategy here, um, edge. So he, I knew, for a while that he was well, that he, that he was well connected in British politics, the conservative party. And, um, and he was a big pro Brexit voice, but the FT reported that his donations over 10 years to the uh, conservative party totaled 350,000 pounds. I mean, over 10 years, that's fucking nothing. So I was just like, Jesus Christ, like the UK is a real country. And last time I checked, and no, it, it is, dude. We've is it, we've got okay. Robbie Williams. It's uh, a real fucking country. Uh, well, I mean, well, not real entertainment no anymore. Like after after Duran Duran, it was all downhill for you guys. <laughs> but, Duran um, Duran. But I mean, maybe after the Stones. But um, but in any event, like there's edge there. That is really inexpensive to buy off politicians. So I think Muddy Waters needs to launch a UK fund. The edge is. You know, rather than doing an average of thirty-five thousand pounds a year, we'll do you know fifty thousand pounds a year <laughs> each party. We'll dictate policy to them. You know, like we'll hire some former some former athletes. You know, and just give them enough you know money to like take these guys office. out drinking yeah. and oh, no, you, you know and then tell them stories and shit. Work and we'll we we will bend policy to our will. Like I recently wrote a letter to the HMS Treasury. Um, you know, on my, my thoughts on short selling regulations, but man, spoiler alert, he's, why he's didn't I send money? Selling. <laughs> Biased. Why didn't I send money though? Like that's, it wouldn't, it doesn't take a lot of money. Why didn't you fucking tell me that? I've been telling you for a long fucking time. I've been trying that, like, to tell 5K you. 5k aside gets you I've been trying real to tell you. A hiker. Like that's not, I'm not. I'm not going to go and pitch investors and say, like, we, like, that would be embarrassing to pitch potential investors on a UK fund <laughs> and say, like, we're buying them off at 5K a year. Like, come on. Like, you got to be a bit they of a man about it here. Right. You know, 
So it's, it's interesting that that was the key takeaway for you from the article. For me, it was the sweating. <laughs> I, you know, I don't think um, I will ever be able to see a picture of that man again and not think about the clamminess of his palms. Um, I, you know, the, the red face, um, it's so common is, where is you're from. common in it's England, so like, especially like, after yeah, lunch. Yeah. Um, that, that wouldn't even strike you. As yeah. I, I had heard from like what I think is pretty good authority that like allegedly the trading system does lock him out after lunch. Um, <laughs> what I, th what I think is actually really shitty about the whole thing is it seems like from the reporting, this was extremely well known. Um, both amongst counterparties and certainly within the firm. And, you know, there was this kind of like move to, to oh, well, let's rebrand the firm, like, you know, not handsy capital and have these guys over there do that. And then we'll just keep this bit over here. And um, yeah, like what kind of shit bags uh, as human beings allow this to go on for, you know, allegedly 10 plus years yeah, line their wallets, feel good about years? themselves. I mean, look, but according I mean, to like the FT's reporting, like, and and kind of be like, oh, you know what, man, it's time to push you out because like it's kind of damaging for the business. But um, you know, we totally like turn a blind eye to this as long as like it didn't matter. But it's also it's not like this was Citadel, right, where they had like numbers. I mean, this dude was like up and down. I mean, he was just hyper, hyper, hyper levered. Like I, you know. I mean, not only are you talking about like low quality people from an integrity standpoint, you got to be talking about like pretty mediocre investors. Well, it sounds like the the sort of the one place they did rank high in terms of quality was the plushness of the carpet. That uh, yeah, that got a mention, and <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. Look, we, we went we went there once. Yeah, I like, and oh, I, this is you know, this and is I got to nice. tell you. I think if you're a Saudi despot and you walk in somewhere and the carpet's plush and they're like, would you like to take off your shoes or defecate on the floor? That's probably what appeals. Um, I, no, so yeah. I'll, take the other side, I'll take the other side of that, right? Mm. I mean, the Sa Saudis like the marble floors. They don't yeah, they like do. plush carpets because uh, it's so easier much harder to, get the blood to, clean, out. to clean the blood out of carpet oh. than just clean it off a marble floor. True. So yeah, and then and the bigger the marble floor tiles, you know, it's not just that they're more expensive and you know and it's harder so, to do. It's like there's so less the grout that you have to deal with to clean out the blood. So huh. you know, very practical Saudis. So wow, I guess in his own way, Crispin was saying, oh, "I'm not going to whore myself out to you, uh, you know, Saudis." I mean, there are probably yeah. plenty of other ways in which he tried, but uh, but the carpet thing. Um, yeah, well, but anyway, I, guess I, wanna... I guess I guess that's you know that was maybe protective of him, right? Because you know when you're Chris Benotti, every now and then you go tranquilize zebra as well, and you, know, <laughs> you don't have your drinking helmet on, that big swollen face, you know that thing can slam the fucking ground pretty hard. <laughs> the plush carpet, oh definitely. It's like the it's like an airbag for him everywhere in the office. Yeah. So, oh, so look, I um. Yeah, look, command command the FT. It was obviously very, very detailed, in depth reporting. Um, you know, uncovering some like you know, real shitbag behavior. So, a lot of respect for that. I think a lot of other publications would have probably shied away from that. So, good on them. 
Um, yeah, now to second chances, Krista, next item. Where are we? We're at number six. Oh, Luck and Founder has new coffee chain. Talk to me about that. So... Something with biscotti. Go ahead. Right, so um, there are second chances. So Chris Benodi, if you're watching, which <laughs> I'm sure you do, just turn up in China, all will be forgotten. Well, um, what, what, what chance is he on with his wife? That's what oh, I want to know. No, I think she left. I think she divorced him, Nicola Peace. I, I think that was... Yeah. Oh, when he was with Odie? Yeah, I think when he... When he was on oh. trial for rape in 2021, <laughs> yes. Which right. he was I mean, actually, right. I, that, was one, that was one of the crazy things, just going back for a second. The judge, when he was acquitted, congratulated Odie on reaching the age of 60 with his reputation so intact. <laughs> what yes yeah yeah it's, it's fucking like, insane uh, it's yeah it's definitely it was insane um so the luck in founder this is two prong there's going to be a uh stock recommendation here as well <laughs> um not for luck in coffin um the luck in coffee founder has a new chain um i i need to pull the the oh, article yeah. up here. I don't have it. Um, you sent it to so, me. Yeah. I don't have mine. So the the kind of thing that really caught my eye that I, I thought was so wonderful about it was um, there are second chances. Um, so the the headline on Bloomberg and I, I missed this uh, the other month. <coughs> Luckin's disgraced founder is back with another coffee chain. Um, it's called Cotty, which is short for Biscotti. It's got uh, 200 venues in 80 Chinese cities. Sure it does. <laughs> <laughs> um, the strategy is the same with Luckin. Expand fast by attracting retarded VCs. Oh, sorry. Price conscious <laughs> coffee lovers who will pay less than $2 for their coffee. Yeah. And uh, started with 200 million uh, of investment. Um Sir, is, is there any truth to any of that? What the? This is a hundred percent fucking true. This is on only one hundred eighty million. Only one hundred eighty million of which was stolen. Like, <laughs> now why doesn't say what that? What the fuck? Like, it gets so crazy. Just like when you read this, Carson, what did you? No, I mean, look, I, I guess I'm not. I'm neither shocked nor surprised because Luckin is going to relist or has already relisted and people want to own it. And you know, Oh, that's all like any excuse people have that, that that's the thing with these, with these investments that are, that are longer duration, right? Like whether you're acquiring a, a biotech company with a development stage drug or it's private equity or it's, it's VC, it's like, you know, it, you get at least a few years, of a good growth narrative out of it, regardless of how it goes. So at the end of the day, the people who actually make the decisions about allocating money to, you know, buy this shit, it doesn't really fucking matter. You know, like just give me a good narrative for a few years and then I'm on to the next thing and I'll, you know, if I have to figure it out and deal with this at that point, then I will. So. I mean, look, you know, you know, the numbers are going to be pretty fucking good. Like, exactly. Exactly. There, you know, it'll be 
growth's too good to be, you know, like growth's so good. It's hard to believe. <laughs> but this brings me want. on to the, the real investment here. So um, I, I only found this out because a friend of mine was in Beijing visiting a luck in coffee. And um, he, so then I kind of was just curious to see where the stock price was, saw this headline from March and was like, oh, how funny. But um, he sent me a picture, which we'll have up on screen, and uh, I, I think you guys have it. And um, what I realized, and this really underwrites the luxury goods thesis for me, is if you look closely, the person at the front of the line ordering a coffee looks to be the kind of person that would identify as male and is rocking a... <laughs> Chanel handbag. He sent this to us. So what that kind of tells me is the appetite for luxury goods is fucking insatiable. Wow. If dudes are rocking probably like multi-thousand dollar handbags, you know, it's not even like a rucksack. You are purely wearing that to flex and show the same or opposite sex that you got money. Well, when I lived in mainland from 05 to 10, I mean, that was something that we expats used to remark about, especially in Shanghai, the popularity of the man purse. And um, look, you huh. know, we, we, we bag on China a lot in the West for being regressive and, you know, socially regressive. But I don't know, man, I think kind of the whole the explosion of the TQ thing might have come from those guys. You know? See, I'm looking at this picture. I'm like, is he holding his wife's Christy, you purse? you got to project. you got to project. Oh, I'm looking at this picture and I'm like, is he holding his wife's purse? Is that- No wife around. No, you don't no. hold your wife's purse because you've already got her locked up. You only hold your mistress's <laughs> purse. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah there's gotta, not even a dog in there. got to be smart, Krista. got to think. Think. <laughs> got to think. Oh, shit. What if he's got like a teacup think pig like in there? Think like a sicko. Oh, fuck. That does look like a big bag. Can you imagine if he had a little one of those teacup? I mean, shit, if Chris Benotti, you know, had been living in China, you'd see that dude with three or four handbags <laughs> at any given time. <laughs> uh, uh, all right. What's up On next? To the next. Um, UBS sets red lines for Credit Suisse staff after takeover. Credit Suisse are fucked now. So wait, wait, that's well, that's news. No, no, no. But like, finally, they've destroyed the business model. So um, there was. But you knew that was coming. Again, not news. <laughs> but at least for the people there, there was some hope that they could do some business and leave before it all blew up. Um, similar to allocating to private equity. Um, so UBS. In its wisdom, to be fair, has um, this basically a diktat from above that uh, you can't do business with, pe with people from places where there's a 99.99% chance that the money is stolen. Um, I don't know if you have a list. Did you have the list of uh, the countries to hand? Um, it's, it's a pretty I mean, good list. Okay, but hang on. Why, is that because those are all supposed to be UBS leads? <laughs> they on. don't want overlapping business. Like, that's just because those are fucking UBS leads. Come on, let's get real. 
So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking actually to see if I can uh, find the article. It was, um, yeah, here we go. Um, God, if you search uh, Credit Suisse on the FT, there's like eight articles a day. Their coverage is fucking Incredible. awesome. Um, so, yeah, the countries... Um, bear with me. Um, oh, they're also shutting down the uh, trading of arcane financial products, including Korean derivatives, because those are basically gambling. <laughs> um, so UBS chair Colin Kellner said, we are worried about the cultural contamination um well countries the time you worry about that was before you bought the fucking bank but okay right um prohibited activities include taking on clients from countries such as libya russia sudan and venezuela how many fucking what do you reckon that's two-thirds of the private banking business of cs being shut down overnight Oh, I don't know. I think it's kind of funny because there's a whole host of countries that are basically as fucked up and corrupt that aren't on that list. So I yeah, know. you basically take the ones where like that have basically already failed so hard that all the money that's going to leave those countries has left those countries and you stick them on that list. Oh, dude, the right? full list is awesome because I bet oh. you couldn't name the capitals of these, okay? <laughs> Afghanistan, Albania, Belarus, Burkina Faso, uh, the Democratic <laughs> Republic of Congo, El Salvador, Eritrea, Ethiopia, Guinea, Haiti, Iraq, Kosovo, Kazakhstan, Libya, Moldova, Myanmar, Nicaragua, Palestine, actually not a country, Russia, South Sudan, <laughs> Sri Lanka, there's no money there, they're bankrupt, Sudan, Tajikistan, Turkmenistan, Uzbekistan, Venezuela, Yemen, and Zimbabwe. <laughs> what a fucking list. Again, those, are those are UBS leads. That's the point. Amazing. What a place. What a place it must have been to work. <laughs> Imagine telling your wife you're going on a business trip to any of those places. Like, what does she think you're she's doing? Gonna auditioning like, for I'm a never going to see him again. No, yeah, she's but... thinking you're auditioning for a part in Lord of War, that <laughs> film with Nicolas Cage. The, the good news is probably nobody ever did have to take a business trip there. Right? Like, those guys can't wait to get the fuck out of those places themselves. Right. So They're all in London making allocations to Odie. And finally. That's it. No. No, we did it. That was the big news of the week? Yes, we spoke about the big news of the week. Chinook. Oh, I was hoping there was something really exciting. No, that's it. Oh, that's all no, we got. No, that, that I think was the, the big news of the week. I mean, we're only halfway through, you know. Hopefully we don't have another, you know, day or two. <laughs> I know, I know. What are you but wanting the big news? news? This week. Oh yeah. yeah, and the Fed spoke. But obviously, that's not real big news. Um, yeah, that's that's true. The Fed did, you know. See, I'm looking up. There's tons of drinking hats. Helmet right, hats. but that's not Helmets. a hard hat, Krista. That's a ha hard hat, absolutely. But there's Are only you... one toasted no. zebra hat. That's that's honestly you know different. That's got yeah. a brim. 
That's you know I'm what? thinking of much more. We're, we're gonna we're gonna test it. We're gonna test it in the NFL. <laughs> no, that's the only drinking helmet I tested on actual NFL players. <laughs> I feel like I've had too much. To Someone drink gave sometimes. me sometimes. Yes, I probably yeah. yeah. Anyway, I feel like I've I've tested this out somewhere. Actually, you are. I have to say, from my perspective. Right now, you are disappointingly sober, Krista. This is not good. Well, I got to tell you, that was a full glass of vodka like half an hour ago. Really? You're, you're yeah, she's been fucking crushing it. Yeah. Light on the seltzer. I mean, I don't know. Okay, you gotta you gotta go back up to two drinks. I gotta. All right. Yeah. Well, I mean, we, had this, we had this big, we had this big audience this week of you know people who want to <laughs> see us cry over Chinook, and you you let them down. Well, there's you, always next week. Non-drunk. There is. You gonna take us out then? Thanks for joining us, everybody. 